This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, ready? Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Oh, well, get ready. Why is the USA hiding billions of pounds of cheese in Missouri? Why is the USA hiding <laughs> billions of tons of cheese in Missouri? I don't know. I want to know. Let's find out on a brand spanking new episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. Uh, that over there is Scotty Landis. That is Kurt Brownoller, my main dude. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about billions and billions of pounds of cheese in the middle of the country. It's really amazing. I'm very excited about our guest, so I'm going to bring her right on. Our mm-hmm. guest today, she's magical, fantastical, True. hysterical. Yes, We've known her back when she was... Uh, uh, a humble cabaret performer in New York City with the <laughs> voice of an angel, an angel who would shove your face into her cleavage as she maybe poured a little Chardonnay on you. Maybe. Uh, her new show on HBO, Somebody Somewhere, is my favorite show yep. of 2022. Please yep. welcome the inimitable, the wonderful Bridget Everett. Mm. Mm. Hi. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> welcome to Bananas. And congratulations for having a show on HBO. That is Thank fantastic. Thank you very much. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, start <laughs> at the top. It's all, it's, it can only go great from there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm still a cabaret singer at heart. I mean, what, is, am I the first cabaret singer you guys have had on the show? On, uh, let's see. We've had yes, you singers, are. But yes, definitely the first yeah. cabaret singer. We've had yes. many. We've had actually multiple musicians. We've had Phoebe Bridgers on, mm-hmm. um, but you are our first. You're our first cabaret singer. Well, it's it's a niche, you know, sort of a genre. There's not a lot of us out there, so I'm I'm happy to um to be the uh, the first one, the first yeah. one out of the gate. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, maybe like with the first time I saw you perform, and I think it must have been, like right after we started Hot Tub, like 2005 at Ars Nova. Mm. Uh, did you did you have like a a weekly show or a monthly show at Ars Nova? This was I like had a, like this, yeah, like a monthly show that I was sort of that Jason Egan, who runs Ars Nova, put together called Automatic Vaudeville, just kind of like you know a variety show, cabaret, whatever, so and. Fun. And we hosted, and it was kind of wild. And that's when I met my friend um, Neil Medlin, who's AKA Champagne Jerry, and he would like sometimes <laughs> whip his dick out and stuff. And that's kind of like where I got the inspiration to uh, take things a step further in my own act. <laughs> <laughs> Those shows were so fucking wild. They were like they were so exciting um, back then. It was just like I just I look back very very fondly on watching you perform back. Then. Well, you know. You could be a little more off the rails uh, back then. Now I'm now a little more nervous to take chances. But you know, back in the I guess the the early what do we call those the odds? Is that what they're called? Yeah, it was sort of all bets were you know all bets are off. Is that what you say? All bets are all bets were off. But it's true. But it was also shows like your show were. It felt like the reason that so many people are drawn to New York like like a magnet. It's like you when you go there, you want to go see shows that entertain you it's something you've never seen before that scare you a little bit that like put you in your place and then you leave going well shit you can't see that everywhere and i mean you that's exactly how i i still feel about new york and so i I, i'm you know i know some of that stuff is 
still out there, but I guess everybody's been kind of like tucked away for two years. Right. But yeah, that's like, you know, I was just talking to a friend about moving to LA because I keep going out there for various reasons and the weather, you can't beat it, obviously. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but the thing that's key for me in New York is that, you know, if you want to step out on a Tuesday night and see somebody singing, here comes your cottontail with the, you know, with their nuts around their knees, then you're going to have a better shot in New York than you will in LA. <laughs> yep. It's the truth. That is 100% true. That's right. I saw a burlesque performer in a bar one night that I did. It, it wasn't like a normal thing for that bar to have burlesque. It was out in Brooklyn and a woman came out dressed like a dreidel and d- danced to strip to <laughs> dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And I turned to my friend who was Jewish. I go, is it? Hanukkah and she's like oh no it's like months away it was like that person <laughs> just had the costume and had the idea <laughs> nobody was upset about it oh, I, don't know, I feel like that, yeah there's just so much that happens in New York that like is constantly like I'm constantly like evolving you know yes. like by, by what I'm seeing around me and like you know I don't get out of the house much anymore but I do like to see what the kids are up to so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I, uh, I finished somebody somewhere and I was crying. I was laughing. It was, I, I just, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And you guys didn't have to watch, but I appreciate that you did. You know, we got to get those numbers up. We changed the whole damn thing separately. We don't get together and watch TV, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Just high fiving the whole time, hanging out, (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) I personally like. I watched it alone because I don't like it when people talk when they watch TV and then. My friends who have like a little watch party every or we're having a watch party every Sunday night. There was like somebody that was like a very active listener, and like I can't, uh, I can't, mm. can't watch TV with an active listener. Anyway, I keep interrupting. I you guys no, trying to. No, please, you're our guest. You, you're our guest. You get to talk. You could talk. Well, I don't want to interrupt you if you're going to try and say something nice. If you're going to say something nice about my show, I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> we can. I've never seen a show like it where I've never seen a show that's actually gets small town. It takes place in Manhattan, Kansas. We're talking New York City, but you know, Manhattan, Kansas has the slightest about a bit of uh, nightlife as well. But I've never seen a show that captures like all phases of small town living so well and is you laugh and then it's heartbreaking. Like every time your character, Sam, something good is happening, like three bad things happen, then another good thing. Or anytime you have a difficult decision or something hard to do, like three funny things happen and then you drop the hammer. And I'm like, this is so fun and real. Uh, I think you nailed it. We, I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, this is sort of like real life, right? Like I feel like, you know, every, first of all, like, I'm not a great joke writer, so that, <laughs> like, it really, like, I don't know, I just feel like life is more, it happens in the cracks. Like, that's sort of how we talk about the show. And I just right. feel like, you know, like this, it's like the stuff that your friends do to sort of pick you up and make you laugh, like, while life is falling apart. It does just exactly. feel like everything has been constantly falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, it's like a, it's a perfect time for the show. And also, I do want to mention one thing that made me laugh. And if people haven't seen it, I don't think this gives anything away about the show. Okay. But it is one thing that might intrigue people to go watch it is that there is, I think it's maybe, it's either the first or the second episode. Like towards the end, you meet your neighbor and he's kind mm-hmm. of a cute guy and you guys kind of flirt a little bit. And then at the very beginning, <laughs> Of the very next episode, he's just arrested. And as he's being arrested, you go, what's he arrested for? He's dealing fentanyl. And then we never see him again in the entire season. Very real. <laughs> like, just I understand why it's there. I understand thematically why it's there. But just to have never see that guy again is so deeply funny to me. <laughs> I, like that. I like that part, too. <laughs> But then, you know, of course, he comes on the day, and I was like, oh, my God, he's so charming. I wish we could bring him back. But it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the bit is the bit. Yeah. I think, like, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't want Sam or my character to, like, just, like, you know, fall for some guy. And then, like, that changes her. It just feels like that's been done a thousand times. Right. Yeah. So more interesting to do it this way but um Absolutely. but yeah <laughs> and i do think the change throughout the season comes from such a surprising place and a beautiful place that it's such that's what makes a show stand out really Thank you. um Absolutely. and you do such a great job acting uh, you really really do but i'm mm-hmm. also i also mm-hmm. want to tell you about the, these billions of pounds of cheese we got to know I? oh my god okay <laughs> tell me we got so i i tried 
and tried and tried to find a good strange news story from Kansas. <laughs> and Kansas, the I looked at so many. I looked at so many different Kansas publications for strange news, weird news. Oh yeah, ninety eight percent of it is that there are a lot of snakes somewhere. That yep. is the majority of oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming out of Kansas. So the best I could find was Missouri. Um, this was sent in by Crystal Hudgens uh, on Instagram. Thank you, Crystal, for sending, me, sending it in. Um, so what is the government doing with billions of pounds of cheese? This is from Yahoo Finance. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, written by Angela L. Pagan. Ooh, Look at that. She is... Yeah. The best in the business when it comes to cheese literature. <laughs> okay, deep in the caves of Missouri, the U.S. government has stored one point four caves. What caves? I, I will. I will tell you. I will tell okay, you. Which sorry, I I'm just like trying to. Okay, keep going. In the snow-capped mountains of Missouri. <laughs> So the caves of uh, Missouri. Uh, the caves of Missouri. There's a, It's a specific one, and I'll give you the name. It's just later in the article. Deep in the caves of Missouri, the U.S. government has stored 1.4 billion pounds of cheese for decades, reports Deseret News. Oh, I should have gone there for this. Story. There you go. Uh, we're not just talking cheddar here either. The cave has Swiss, American, many others. Uh, this insane reserve of cheese was actually started because of a surplus with the intention of it being used for those in need. Back in the 70s, the U.S. government started buying up cheese to help out farmers. Sure. But then farmers actually started producing too much, so the government had to figure out what to do with everything that was left. Oh, uh, so the solution came in the form of government food assistance programs. That's where we get this idea of like government cheese. Mm-hmm. However, that wasn't enough to deplete the sur- surplus. So then big business got involved. A semi-public Ugh. marketing board was formed and the government started making deals with fast food companies. So I'm like, maybe your burger from like Burger King actually has some of this cave cheese cave in it. Cave cheese, yeah. But also, the marketing board is responsible for the creation of the Got Milk campaign. Oh. So the Got Milk campaign comes from the people who are storing this cheese in this cave in Missouri, wow. which is so insane. Uh, today, the underground of Missouri holds more than just government cheese. According to the website, here it is. It's called Springfield Underground. That's the cave. And that's the company that owns the caves. Contains 3.2 million square feet of leasable space free from exposure to the outside elements. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Is there anything interesting else about it? There's nothing else it? interesting Did about it. Did it say, could you take a tour? I would love to go underground and see Billy. I, I don't know what a thousand pounds of cheese looks like. Yeah, my like. birthday's right around the corner. This sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I'm sensing a road trip here. And if it's in Springfield, I mean, like, I didn't even know there were caves around Springfield, but there you go. Mm. Is it a man-made cave? I don't understand where a cave... <laughs> I, I don't really know where, where caves come from. I thought that they were like... I think they're like... Where do caves come from? Uh, <laughs> is it, so this, are you done with the article or are you still going, Craig? I'm done. I'm done. Wait, so, okay. So the cheese, you said they put it there like in the 70s? Is that what you said? Yeah. I blacked out. Okay, so you said set the seventh. So mm-hmm. it's just the cheese has been sitting there, or do they rotate it out and put in fresh cheese? That does. They don't say. However, they do say that the website explains that it's a former limestone mine that maintains a constant temperature of sixty-two degrees. Okay, but they offer refrigerated buildings inside the mine mm-hmm. from negative twenty degrees to fifty-five degrees. So no need to worry about spoiled Swiss. That's from the article. Pretty good. That person's Angela's the best. Angela's pretty best. good writer. <laughs> I mean, send Stanley Tucci. Have him eat some of this cheese. We're all into him trying cheese. He'd be great yeah. at this. I want to go. 62 degrees is about three degrees off of my ideal sleeping temperature. I like to do six, between 65 and 68. 65 was my base. So if we did vacation, if we did go for a tour. Yeah, we should. You, go there, we should. You, could, you could also do like a little air C and C. Air C and C. Everybody knows exactly what you're saying. Air cheese and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Air Wait, cheese. no, it would be, it would be air Air, air cream and cheese, or air, air cheese cream and cream. Air cream and cheese, now you're talking. <laughs> I, oh, my God. We can swing down to Lake of the Ozarks. I, I've only recently started spending more time in Lake of the Ozarks, and a good friend of mine's parents moved from Omaha. They retired to the Ozarks. So I go. Wait, Ozarks like in, Ozarks, what's the, is that Branson? That's something else. No, Branson no, is somewhere. No, Ozarks is 
Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. I'm just trying to get my parents. But straight. that is a man-made <laughs> lake that they flooded out tons of towns and that sort of, but the Lake of the Ozarks, it's got more coastline than the West Coast of California. They tell you that a lot when you go there, <laughs> um, but it's basically Lake Havasu in the middle of the country a lot of the time where it's just like there's different little areas where people go and just party way too hard, tie their boats together. But I like small town restaurants and bars. Like I like names of those places. And so my buddy's parents moved there and he's like, oh, it's great. You take the boat out, you fish in the morning, then you just go over all these bars, you bar crawl on your boat. Like, sounds good. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, tell me what bar has the best name near you? Like, what's your local that you boat to? And without missing a beat, he goes, oh, I guess that would have to be Big Dick's halfway in. Yeah! There's a bar in Lake of the Oaks, Lake of the Ozarks called Big Dick's Halfway In because it's halfway in one county and halfway in another county. The owner was a truck driver who's like 6'5", named Dick. So it's Big Dick's Halfway In. You boat up, you get burgers and beer. It's the greatest bar name I've ever heard. This is turning into a beautiful birthday trip. You got your cheese caves. You got your fucking big dick. He's halfway in. I feel like. Halfway in. <laughs> oh my god! My brother had wanted to do like he's he's an actor and uh, you know comedian. He wanted to do a a, a show about like shitholes across America. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that's a great idea. Shitty bars across. I was like, you know, who's going to sign up for? I guess they'll sign up for diners, drives, and dives, but they don't want to sign up for shitholes. My business on shitholes on Discovery Plus. <laughs> I don't know when before uh, before we were doing bananas and stuff. Georgia Hardstark, whose network we're on, exactly right. She and I talked about doing like the death of old man bars, like those bars that every town has one. Mm-hmm. And it's like somebody's always asleep drinking. at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doing like I would love that travel show where you just go in and shine a light in these old places. I think those are like what did was there a local bar where you grew up, Bridget? That was like that's don't go the lamplighter. Yeah, we have it was Aggie Lou, but we also had Aggie like I, in my my hometown. Um, I grew up in Manhattan, Kansas, and there was an area called Aggieville. It's still there, mm-hmm. but in the eighties, it had more bar, like it had a you know like more bars per square capita. It was like the most densely, more bars, whatever. I, right. For the fact it was in this like three block area, it was all bars. And so that somehow made it in the Guinness Book of World Records. But like they had like Dark Horse and Last Chance. Like Last Chance, I was like, because you go there on Christmas Eve and like whoever is down at Last Chance on Christmas, I don't know. I just feel like that's something. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but we did like, yeah, there's, there's Aggie Lou and Annie Mays. Those, those were like the older people ones and they're still there. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but now it's like, you know, people on Facebook are like, ah, who's going to be in town for Christmas? Let's go to Aggie Lou. Like, now we're the old people that are yeah. going there. Yeah. But I don't mind that. I don't know if I, you know, shit. Yeah. I oh, shouldn't cuss, right? We're, this is a Christian network. Should I not cuss? You, you can cuss as much you as you want. fucking want. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess the big dick is halfway in. I might as well get it. <laughs> right. What are you going to do for your birthday? Do you have any plans? I think so. I think uh, I'm going to go to um, Cancun, not Cancun, but like Tulum sort of area. I've never been to Tulum. I've never, um, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out what to do. I haven't, you know, nobody's been traveling, obviously. And so we're going to take a trip with two of my friends. And, you know, I just want to get some fucking margaritas and cheese, some fucking, you know, cotija cheese and shit. (laughs) Oh, that sounds perfect, man. Yeah, I and mean, just you know, drink a lot and get some sun and um, drink some margaritas. Even though I'm sort of on a on right now a program where I do my DNDNs, my designated non drinking nights. Like I haven't fully given it up, but I have to like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, like trying to work and concentrate. I have to schedule in my DNDNs. Oh, I totally do that. I totally Absolutely. do that. Yeah, when it's just like, I I feel got like shit the last time I saw you, Kurt, you were drinking like Coke and red wine or something together. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love a. I love a Cali Mocho. I'll, I'll have Is a Cali Mocho anytime. Oh yeah, baby. I I mean, I don't know even know when I started drinking those, but they were a go to for a, a for a long period of time. I'd never heard of it until I saw you drinking it, but yeah. <laughs> you got your DNDNs too, or it's good to know that it's not just me. But you have kids and shit, so you know. Yeah, I literally have to, or I, I break down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing keeping Kurt holding on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have actually a story that's about Mexico. I can jump into one here. Love it. Miranda Costa sent this in. Thank you so much, Miranda Costa. This was... Uh, 
on the AP today. So it's fresh mm. off the Associated Press. They are very good what they do. Um, border agents find 52 reptiles hidden inside man's clothing. 52. That's a lot. They're alive. These were alive one, reptiles. One for every week of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not all tortoises. Very, very strong legs on this man. <laughs> San Diego. A man who tried to slither past the AP. There Pretty it is. Good. Best in the biz. I mean, like the AP, they're, they're like the driest you can get, and they're still getting slither past in there. I love mm-hmm. it. A man. You guys want to see some, what are those called? Bylines? Is that what they're called up there? When yeah. They, you know, about, okay. Who does the best bylines? New York Post. Yep. Oh, of course, of yeah. course, of course. Well, I think byline, no, New York Post does the best headlines. I think a byline is just the byline, like by Jim Johnson. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I guess, you know what? See, I, I just, I first of all, I, I tried to take a nap before I did this so I could be sharper, but I think I've just, I've got some sort of brain fog. It's perimenopausal. It's post, you know, COVID. Who fucking knows? I should have never, I should have never corrected you. We should have called them bylines the whole time. And I feel bad now. No, please. <laughs> I'd like to learn. I like to learn a little something new every day, including how to fucking sneak some reptiles. Other than like, yeah. you know, in the obvious place, like in the little, yeah. the little cavern, the little mommy cavern where I could pop them up there. I could, I could take, I could double those numbers pretty easily. Where that come thought he thought he was doing? Want to do fifty-eight, something like that? Uh, Fifty-two and fifty-two. With, Man, with I'm, gonna, I'm gonna double that. I'm gonna double, double that little. Hundred and four. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a man. What's he do? Like mine. Like I had a friend of mine who was a. Um, she grew pot in. Um, mm-hmm. California. I think she cool. still does. Good for her. But yeah. she had like she was going somewhere and she had just ten thousand dollars cash and she just sort of sort of had a like strapped it to her body and she was yeah. flying domestically. So I don't know, is that necessary? Are you not allowed to carry a lot of cash or I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I, That's a very good maybe it was more for like safety to not have it like her if in case she got robbed or mugged, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, maybe they would ask her questions. Was this when pot was illegal? Yeah, this is yeah. Boom. Back when, that's probably yeah. why. How'd you get all this money? I don't know. That's probably <laughs> why. that's right. Um, <laughs> maybe she was afraid they were going to steal that cash. Like I wouldn't put my cash in my luggage. That's a. It seems like a one way ticket to somebody's pocket. Um, but what do I know? No, somebody stole fucking. My mom was on an airplane down to visit me in college, and she brought five hundred dollars cash. Right. No, and she had it in her purse, and she went to the bathroom. She's not very worldly. She came back, and the money was gone. Oh. You know, like one of those old, like you know, when you used to get the the from the bank, the bank teller, and the money would go yeah. under the bank. The half open envelope thing, yeah, yeah, half open envelope thing. And somebody, and she knew who did it, and they took it. And I just thought, you know, what a fucking. She's an old lady. Like, why would you steal five hundred dollars cash from an old lady? I agree. People don't care i had lauren that happened to lauren somebody stole her wallet out of her bag she had hung it over the back of her uh her chair and she was uh, she was in the chair and she was talking to her friend and somebody stole it while it was there and so she asked for this is why it's so silly that all these people have like ring cameras and Mm -hmm. stuff like that i think because she went to the it was at a cafe she went to the cafe she's like do you have footage of like this moment of this area and they're like yeah sure so they gave it to her there's the woman like with her hand in her bag perfectly clear picture of this woman's face and then she like brought it to police and they're like yeah like we don't know who that woman is (laughs) (laughs) like it's like the police can't do any you can literally just have like video of someone stealing something off of your porch and that's all you have like they can't do anything about it unless they know the person personally i guess (laughs) (laughs) It's wild out there. It's wild. You gotta be careful. That's why I would sleep with my sleep with my purse in my lap. Yeah. Oh my god. No. All right. All so right. This Give it dude. To okay. So a man tried to slither past U.S. border agents uh, in California. He had fifty-two lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing. Authorities said on Tuesday mm-hmm. the man was driving a truck. Didn't see that coming. When he arrived at the, uh, I guess it's San Isidro. We're gonna go San Isidro border crossing with. Uh, from Mexico, and was pulled out for additional inspection. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said in a statement, nine snakes and 43 horned lizards were seized. What? Some of these species are considered endangered. 
Agents found 52 live reptiles tied up in small bags, quote, which were concealed in the man's jacket, pants, pockets, and groin area. Um, <laughs> I gotta give him a right. <laughs> Nature's wallet. Uh, the man, a 30-year-old U.S. citizen, was arrested. So, yeah, he was just sneaking these what, 43 horned lizards and nine snakes on his person. I wonder how much a horned lizard goes for. I'd like to know that too. I'm like, I'm looking it up. It's a very, very good question. Like, how many people know about it? How many people have to have one of these? Are they friendly? Are they like sweet things to have? Are they like, do they cuddle? Like, what's the the temperament of the horned lizard? And what's in the truck? This guy's driving a truck. You couldn't have stashed. If you can get it all in your person, you could certainly put a barrel in the back. Like, what's going on in there? Very good point. <laughs> I love that he thought, like, my best chance is little bags all over my body. That was warm. Um, it's saying, I'm seeing 30 bucks. <laughs> 30 bucks? Okay. Time's seeing, yeah. A medium. crazy. Gas prices are through the roof. I'm seeing a medium large, a medium large one for thirty nine ninety nine. That's on backwaterreptiles.com. <laughs> Backwater reptiles. It's called backwaterreptiles.com. You can buy fucking tortoises, turtles, snakes, lizards, newts, frogs, toads, crocodilians. It says crocodilians. Well, what's a crocodilian? It uh, says it's an alligator. Okay. <laughs> oh, crocodilians must mean all of them, Caimans. like a- a- alligator, caiman. And crocodile that they're Probably called crocodilians. Well, look at that. But who wants this shit? Like, what are you doing with a crocodilian? All of I Florida. Know. I don't know. Just living question. in Florida with a, these things. It's a great question. I was uh, fortunate enough in February 2020. I was working on a travel show for Quibi. Uh, everybody remembers Quibi. Everybody misses mm-hmm. it. It just became such a huge Quibi. part of all of our lives instantly. <laughs> R.I.P. Quibby, but we were in Peru, so we actually got in there right before the great quarantine started, and um, we were shooting in this really beautiful mountainous area called Chachapoyas. The line producer thought it would be a good idea to let us all do the tour of this thing called like Culop, and it's basically, if if you've seen Machu Picchu, it's very similar. It's like a fortress on top of a mountain. You have to take these gondolas to get up there. Oh, wow. It's incredible. And they gave us a tour guide. So it's my whole production crew and the talent. And we're walking around, and it's it's stunning. It's like a cloud. They were called the Cloud Warriors. And uh, while we're going there, our, our tour guide is a professor. And he, like, did a favor to come and teach us all this thing. And he was very calm. And he was in his 50s, very stoic man, um, extremely intelligent. And then at some point, he was telling us about all their ceremonies. And he's like, and yes, we still do ayahuasca. I do ayahuasca. We do it to communicate with the uh, animals and creatures of the jungle. I know that you don't believe in this, but I believe in this. And so you're like, okay, this is a cool way to be. And he's like, we believe. And then he would start listing all the animals but then he would say the animals he'd be like the chayachaki and the la runamula and we're just going all these white dudes are just like "Uh uh-huh this sounds very interesting but then he would explain what they were so he's like i do ayahuasca and i talk to the mermaids i talk to the pink dolphin i talk to the snake with an old woman's face and so then i'm like here we go (laughs) i'm like i'm like in the back going like oh boy don't bring up the snake with and then he goes i talk to the enchanted bull and so he does this three times on this tour where he's like i i know you don't believe in this i know you're going to make fun of me later but i believe in this i believe in the chayachaki the lady would go through it again and he and every time you would get to the snake with the old woman's face, I would start giggling. And when they would say the enchanted bull, I would just lose it every time. And I'm trying to be so polite. And I'm like, clearly this can't happen again. And then that guy gets on the gondola or the thing all the way back down. And he says it again. And I just am covering my face. And he's like, is there a problem? And I'm like, you keep saying the python with the old woman's face on it. And I'm sorry. Like, I know on ayahuasca, this must be incredible for you. <laughs> Once would have been profound, but now I don't think you believe in these. Now I think you're just testing us to see if we believe in you. Didn't talk to me for the rest of the trip. The guy just couldn't stay on me after that. I was trying to be so, 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 so polite. <laughs> we have to sort of give it up to him. You know, he lives life in full color. He's like sort of buying his 
his own mysteries and stuff. I kind of like that, you know? Oh, God, yeah. I just like, and also he's just slightly forgetful that he he just just forgot that he said it before. And the enchanted bull. Okay, I'm picturing probably something different than what you're seeing, but I don't know. Sort of, you mentioned mermaids, Mm -hmm. and then, of course, we did talk about the crocodilians. Oh, yeah. Um, when I, I was doing, um, I, I did um, a shot of an episode of uh, a show down in um, Florida with my friend um, Bobcat Goldthwait, who was directing. Oh, yeah. You were a mermaid. Episode. I've seen this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played a mermaid, and we went to this place called Wiki Wachi um, Park where they have like a live mermaid show. So they have like these women, they dress up as mermaids, and then, you know, and they do a show for like an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, they got like manatees and shit around and you can, you know, it's just like, you know, and fucking, I don't know. I got the sweatshirt with the manatee on. That's why. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to get to this like uh, sort of aquarium or not aquarium, but, but just this area like uh, water. Yeah, like <laughs> water. type of thing. Sure. You have to like, you know, walk into the thing and um and then, you know, they you sort of they give you the thing and you hold your breath and you go down and you sort of dance for these fucking people in your mermaid outfits. Or they do a whole routine. But anyway, um, we got there that day and um, I come to set and everybody's there and uh, do the whole thing, go underwater, swimming around. You've got this, they made this custom like fishtail thing for me. So I looked like an actual mermaid. And could you, and you could, did it <laughs> have you know, like flippers in the back yeah, of it? Flipper, yeah. You know, the whole thing cool. it was kind of like weird. Cause you're sort of, your body is all constricted, you know? Yeah. And then I had like an, uh, is it an MRI? Like maybe 15 years ago, ever since then I've been really claustrophobic. It like oh, changed no. me. Oh yeah. Anyway, so we do it. We film. I, you know, and I'm in there, and I do a whole, do a couple scenes. There's one where I'm like talking to, you know, a couple guys or whatever, and then it's over. It's getting really cold out. I was like, oh, what a great day! What a great day! And then um, Bobcat's like, you know, I just shows me a picture of a sign (laughs) that he had taken out of before I walked into the water. That was like, beware of the alligators or crocodiles or whatever. And I had Perfect. been in there all fucking. I've been in there all day. <laughs> just took the sign out. Wait, so it's not an aquarium. It's like just an underwater. It's, it's like, like a, a natural water park. Yeah, there's like an area wow. where they can go down and like. Yeah, so I was in the water oh, with man. like. Uh, <laughs> And then the they've what? They've just the like lady's face on it. Yeah. You were there. He shows you the sign. This is gonna get you. She's in here. Yeah, maybe the guy thought it. He saw me, and he wasn't really clear on what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those are, those are the, the 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 treats of being in the show business, getting to do some of these weird things. Hell you know, yeah. where you yeah. <laughs> Going, having Bobcat put you in mortal danger. That's that's, what, that's some of the treats. I always felt safe. There were a lot of people, you know, with eyes on the thing. Oh, I up. know. <laughs> I, I love Bobcat. All right, do you want? Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll tease us out to a break here. Tease us into a little commercial break. <clears throat> free rent. And this is actually on topic as well. Free rent offered to walrus impersonator. Okay. All right. Didn't see that coming. I love it. <laughs> We'll be back uh, with more banana. Bananas. We are back, folks. Um, before we get back to our fantastic guests, I do want to say someone just sent this in, uh, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, this was sent in by Tara Trudell. Or no, cool. sorry. This was posted by Tara Trudell, but this was sent in by Harmony uh, on Instagram, who is fem, fem me. Uh, that's her thing. This is heartwarming alert. This was posted by Tara Trudell. And this is true. I've called the number. If you, like me, could use a pick-me-up right now. Sounds good. Call 707-998-8410. A group of Bay Area students ages 5 to 12 have pre-recorded pep talks, and they are full of wisdom, beauty, and hope. Again, the number is 707-998-8410. I called, 
and uh, and like there's a whole bunch of options. Like, are you feeling angry? Press one. Are you feeling depressed? Press two. And I I think I pressed for like uh, depressed or something. And the the pep talks were great. No, it was frustration. If you're feeling frustrated, press one. Okay. Press one. And it was like a six-year-old going, if you're frustrated, you can go in your room and you can scream into your pillow. Or you can go outside and just scream at the sky. <laughs> it was like, I'm feeling better already, baby. Yeah, go scream at that sky. I feel like I walked through all those emotions in, in just the course of an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I, yeah. I do have a couple shout-outs, actually, Kurt. Okay. Um... And this is good for both of you. And, and feel free to jump in with, you know, maybe our own encouragement. Molly Strait wants us to mention uh, Nick Tanaglia, who is a newish to stand up. He's, he's new to stand up and he's an up and comer. And apparently he's one of the funniest dudes she knows. So Bananimals, if you want to find a new comic, check out at Nicholas underscore Tanaglia on oh my Instagram God. and Laugh and you Laugh just... and Laugh. You have just you have just opened the floodgates for people to cut, ask for more stand ups for yep. stand up recommendations. <laughs> we could cut that if you want. Um, Lane, no, well, we'll we let it stand. Let them. it stand. We also let it stand. Them. Exactly. Lane, Lane wants to preemptively apologize to his girlfriend Megan because he's a nervous flyer and he's going to get absolutely obliterated on their flight to Vancouver. <laughs> So he just wants to, Megan, Lane is sorry. He's getting drunk, and even though it's an hour-long flight, he's planning on getting <laughs> totally toasted. He did ask me what I drink at the airport. Bridget, what do you drink at the airport before a flight if you if you hit the bar? I like to get there early so I can me just too. do a, a few things. I like to go through, it's like, a you know, you have to take your whole course of antibiotics. I have to take a whole course of um, the various uh, things I'd like to drink. Okay. But, what I do, I, I uh, you know, I get to travel, so I got that lounge thing. So I go, I get the fucking seltzer and a decaf coffee, okay. and then I sit down, and then I go to the bar and I get a glass of Chardonnay. Okay. And um, and then uh, if time permits, which it usually does, because I'm a grandma and I get there at least two hours early, then I, I follow that up with with another Chardonnay, and then of course we trans we transition into something else a little stiffer on the plane. How about you guys? Curdy B, what oh. do you go with? I uh, usually not plane. Airport, I'm usually just a vodka soda guy, but you know what? I do want to say yes. that um, I was, if for years, I think Bridget was the only person I knew who drank Chardonnay until I, uh, I my mother-in-law moved here and she only drank Chardonnay. So mm -hmm. I started buying Chardonnay and now it is the only white wine I drink. I love Chardonnay so much it's now. good wine. And I'm... I'm on a, I'm on Team Bridget 100%. I will definitely have a Chardonnay at the airport with you. Well, if you like to fly Delta, which I do, oh, yeah. then you go and you go to the the lounge. You know, they, of course, you get the compliment. They got a complimentary white available. Oh, yeah. But I like to get myself the the cake bread Chardonnay, which is you know, mm. and you know that that's not complimentary. And I said, I know, but I'm flying today, and I would like to treat myself. They <laughs> like, always look at me because I look, you know, I come in kind of sloppy or whatever. I try to look nice, but it's I feel like it's important. You know, I know you're supposed to dress up on a plane, but I also like comfort. So I do a comfort. I try to put a sweater on to make it look nice. And then I do a nice glass of Chardonnay. And then, you know, and I know that they think that I'm a, just some sort of ruffian or whatever you call it. I don't know what the right word is. You guys got the <laughs> ruffian. Sounds right. <laughs> then, sell this woman some wine. You got cash. You can buy your Chardonnay. <laughs> and then, but sometimes they have like a signature cocktail that'll be up there, you know, like Delta's signature cocktail. And it's always like gin and like fucking yeah. grenadine. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's too gonna sweet. Be too sweet. What about you, Scotty? What's your uh, airport uh, beverage lineup? If it's morning-ish, if it's before lunch, I like tequila grapefruits. I drink tequila mm -hmm. grapefruits. Like I'll drink ah. two of those, and then I feel like I'm getting some vitamin C or something. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. And then I never drink this any other time in life, but I'll drink like Jack and Coke Zeros. I'll like I'll hit those if it's an afternoon thing. I guess to not fall asleep on the plane or whatever, but I don't ever go to a bar and order like a Jack and Coke, but sometimes at the airport I'll drink those and I'm not sure why, but yeah, tequila, tequila grapefruits, my, my morning Bev. I'm going to try that on my way to Cancun, unless I cancel the Cancun trip to go to the caves in, in, yeah, uh, the caves. in Missouri. <laughs> meet you there. I'll bring the grapefruit juice. <laughs> we'll call Stanley Tucci. Just outside a warehouse mine, drinking <laughs> grapefruit and tequila. 
<laughs> yeah, but the temperature year. regulation, you know, you're not going to be too hot. It's going to be nice and cool in there. Yeah. But it's probably going to smell like it. Yeah, that sounds yeah. nice. And final one, then we'll jump right back into bananas. Uh, Kristen Renee wants to shout out her her BFF. She says, I swear to God, this is her name. Melanie Cumashot. Tough, tough last name. <laughs> if this is a prank, worked on me. Uh, they disagree about 90% of their entertainment choices, but they both love bananas and they talk about the podcast. So thank you to Kristen and Melanie and your long-lasting friendship. Nothing better than a good friend in you know this world. It could become a shot or it could become as hot. So as we don't hot. know. We don't know. Melanie come as hot. Is there a Bananimals shot? Is there a Bananimals cocktail? Is there something that when the Bananimals go to the airport that they can order? I guess maybe that the, the, the tequila grapefruit is a, a Bananimals rise and shine. Yeah, I don't mm. mind a, that. That could be good. Is yeah. there like a liqueur that, I mean, like, is there a readily available, like, air that would have, be at an airport bar that would be something banana that's not disgusting? That's tough. Mm. That's that a tough, tough one, you know? That is tough. Yeah, that'd be surprising. I hope so. Yeah, maybe we need a signature cocktail. I don't we know. Do. We have a lot of bartenders that listen, so if somebody goes out of their mind and has a great one, we do have a shaved ice. Zephyr Shaved Ice in Maine has a banana yes. We have a banana flavor there. It looks damn good. So it does yeah, I'm sure you guys have you guys have you must have a whole merch line with the names Bananimals you oh, got yeah. to. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. wish I I wish I had our glass to show it to you right yeah. now, but yeah. Uh it's pretty great. It's pretty well designed, I would say. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about this walrus impersonator. How does that sound? Yeah. Here it is. There she is. There's, oh, you have it chilled. Oh, yeah. It's chilled. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, you guys can go get the, the thing that just impressed Bridget Everett right now at Pond. <laughs> I don't even know where we sell it anymore. Yep. You can find it. Um, you can find it somewhere on our website. Uh, we don't have a website on our Instagram. Yep. But you can find somebody somewhere on HBO.com, HBO Max, uh, streaming, and all episodes are available now. Anyway, so continue. Somebody somewhere. <laughs> Great show. Again, Curdy, the best thing is you keep surprising everybody. Every little yeah. moment has a little surprise. Uh, incredible timing for all of your actors, too, by the way. And I also really applaud you. Bridget, as somebody who you're the lead, this is your show. You are number one on the call sheet, but also all of the supporting cast are great and funny. Your relationship with Joel, the Sam and Joel relationship is beautiful, but everybody has their moments, which mm -hmm. sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you get yeah. the show and they're clearly the funniest in such a way that you're like, oh, they didn't elevate everybody around them, but bravo to you for absolutely doing that. Teamwork makes a dream work, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so. And also, like watching it over and over, I was like, the casting is so good. There's mm -hmm. the people that we like. It's you know, so many shows I see. It's just like uh, the funny people from UTA. That's just everybody who was in yeah. all the parts. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And it's like these people. Some of them I've never seen before at all, and they're excellent. They're just like such great actors and naturally funny. And so I was really happy to see that as well. Thank you. And I had no idea you're from Manhattan, Kansas. I was actually a little apple. Thank you, Kurt. A little apple. Is that where K-State is? Kansas State? That's where K-State is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Here it is. Free rent offered to Walrus Impersonator. This is... <laughs> This is um, from actually from 2013. So we're digging back into the internet. I love that. Um, so a man is offering somebody the chance to live rent free. And this yeah. was sent in by Ryan Penny. He sent it in today. Thanks, Ryan. This, was, uh, uh, this appeared on Digital Spy, which was probably in 2013 a great name for a website and a terrible name for a website in 2022. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And written by Katie Finbo. Ooh, she is really good. She's, she's the good. best. I would yeah. say she's the best. If yeah. there was a business for writing, she would be the best in it. Now, a man is offering somebody the chance to live rent-free if they dress up as a walrus. The unnamed the seller <laughs> placed an advertisement on Gumtree looking for someone to live with him free of charge. I don't think Gumtree even exists anymore. I doubt uh, it. A condition of the arrangement is that the lodger will have to wear a walrus costume for two hours a day, Metro reports. The ad explains that the man had spent some time in Alaska before retiring to Brighton. So this is obviously in the UK. When living in Alaska, he spent a lot of time with a walrus called Gregory. There's and no he, way. <laughs> yeah. 
Gregory. You had me up until the name. <laughs> I mean, I like that the Gregory part is where you checked out. The Gregory part is makes me lean in, and I'm like, oh, oh, I know, the specifics too. of it. It's all in the details. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> he spent a lot of time with a walrus called Gregory, and he has never made such a good friend since. He says that he has constructed a quote realistic walrus costume which should fit quote people of average proportions the advert also explains that whilst in the costume you must be a walrus there must be no speaking in a human voice and any communication must entail making utterances in the voice of a walrus a double sized room is on (laughs) offer a double sized room is probably a UK expression I have no idea what size a double sized room is is on offer and the winning applicant will get full use of the house but they will also have to quote catch and eat the fish and crabs that I will occasionally <laughs> throw to you no whilst you are being a walrus. I was all in and time to go fucking fishing there for this guy. Go. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> so, God, fourteen hours a week, but you live rent free in an apart in a double room. Yeah, but you have to do it two hours a day. Like that's a big commitment. Two hours. That is a commitment. It doesn't sound like much, but it really is. It really is. It really it's hard is. enough to go to the gym for like fucking thirty minutes a day. You know, imagine two yeah. hours. I got one of those toothbrushes, the uh, the ones that tell you when you've been brushing for two minutes, and I'm like, clearly this is broken. This is must have been ten or fifteen minutes by now. It's like a minute brush, thirty-two. Brush for two minutes. It, fucking no way. I know. I'm not I going, would rather I'm like, have. Yeah. All of my teeth pulled that waste two minutes a day brushing my teeth. Oh my God. I, I'm, but I'm listening. I'd like to add this to cart. What, t- tell, someone, tell me more about the two minute toothbrush. Snorl B. It's, a, it's also that thing. So this toothbrush is really good. I got it at Target. Um, <laughs> and until I used a, what are they called? Mechanical toothbrush? What are the. Mach- what are they called? Electric toothbrush? Electric, electric toothbrush. Yeah, a mechanical electric... toothbrush. One where you crank it and it yeah. like <laughs> yeah, Weirdly, I have to get on a bicycle and I start pedaling and then a fan turns behind my head and eggs turn over in a frying pan and start frying in the other room. And then my toothbrush rises to my teeth. Yeah, I have an electric toothbrush. And before I had that, I realized that I had been incorrectly brushing my teeth for the past you know, 30 years or whatever. I was like, oh, this is what my mouth is supposed to feel like. But yeah, it has an automatic feature. When you push the button, it turns on. There's a timer. It beeps at two minutes. You put it back in the charging stand. It rules. But like, I'm- well, I do love Target, and I do like somebody tell me how to do something right. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this is like a Saturday for me. Go to Target. Your birthday's that- coming up. Your My birthday's, birthday's coming, coming up. up. That's right. Maybe some <laughs> banana mall will meet me on the street That's and give you. <laughs> Say, banana boy number two sent you for a mechanical toothbrush and just. <laughs> You never know who's listening, right? That's right. <laughs> wow. If there's any sugar daddies out there, you can send it to our P.O. box. We'll make sure Bridget Everett gets it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do they have walruses at SeaWorld and stuff? I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a live walrus. I don't think I ever have. I've never seen a live walrus. I've only, you know, I, but I feel like I'm, I'm familiar with them. Um, but I it's literally so. just from videos. It's just from videos. The, I've seen seals. I've seen big seals. I've seen big sea lion. Oh wait, no, there's one. I don't. I think those are seals too. Mm, it's hard to tell between them all. There are a lot of names for those things. Mm-hmm. What would you think- like? How about, would you like to see like rhinos are like rhinos are? I know that's not a water animal. Like <laughs> rhinos, are the, they're the mean ones, right? Aren't rhinos? No hippos. Hippos. Yeah, hippos. Oh, hippos are the. Yeah, yeah. Hippos are the ones that kill more people than like sharks, Rock bears, and lions combined. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you yeah. don't hear about it. And it's accidental. And nobody's talking about. Nobody's it. talking about hippos, and all of their deaths uh, are accidental. Like they are a they they eat they're a, they're an herbivore. They don't try to eat people. They're all accidental that they like charge at people and trample them. Clearly, you guys have talked about hippos before on this podcast. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah. cocaine hippos. Uh, oh my. From Narcos. Yeah, we Pablo Escobar had imported hippos. hippos. And then they're still alive and destroying the ecosystem in, in South Columbia. America and Colombia. So they keep having these debates what to do with these cocaine hippos. Um, <laughs> we've talked hippos. We love hippos on banana. It was uh, probably the, for our first episode was cocaine hippos are destroying Colombia's ecosystem. Well, wow, getting a toothbrush and reading, this, reading up on hippos Saturday is going to be huge. <laughs> and then it's just, 
And I, I know I don't want to bore the bananas, but but how do they accidentally kill people? Is it just like they trample like walk them. over them? Yeah, they trampling. Tra- they like they they run they rush at them and run them over, and they're they're very they fast. Them, but yeah, they don't eat them. Yeah, there's not like hungry hungry hippos. They're not chomping on them. They are running. What them a over. disappointment that hippos have to be so. So bad, bad boys. Bad, I bad know. Boys. You'd think they'd be chill. You'd think they'd be chill, but no. And it's oh surprising how much they swim. Um, um, I got one. Bridget, yes. you waited tables. I saw you. I believe it was on Fallon say that you waited tables for like 25 years, right? And this, this show is a big deal. This wasn't just an overnight happening for you. That's right. Yeah. Well, I guess I wait tables for 25 plus even when I was um, dazzling people downtown <laughs> with my cabaret show, um, I was still waiting tables up until probably like 2015, I think, right. or so. So, and then you know, I did get the HBO HBO deal a few years later, and then slowly deal. put together a TV show. But yeah, it, it is a. I guess it's a little bit of a a Hollywood story, yeah, you know. Was there was there a moment? When you quick say ask, because I remember Kristen used to work at uh, the sushi place in Times Square. Blue something, yeah. blue, blue ocean. fin or something. Yeah. She worked at Blue Fin, yeah. Yeah. And but she got like some, like, didn't she get the, oh, sorry, you know, you're going to, yeah, yeah, did yeah. she get the Andy Kaufman check and like walk by the, the window with like a 5000 or $10,000 check and just be like, I quit. 5000 it was $5,000. <laughs> and she walked in with a giant fake check for $5,000 and told them she quit, which is such a great story because she, she so literally good. like, one she won at at Caroline's, and then Bluefin was like on her way to the to the subway. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there a moment? Uh, no, I just sort of like just kept. You know, I sort of I had health insurance, so I kept like two shifts a week to try to keep my health insurance. Yeah, and that's nice. I was performing more, and I was doing you know a little bit. But one day they just you know my I called my manager with my schedule request, and I was like, oh, I can only work like Tuesday night, and she's like. Are you sure you even want to come back? And I was like, you know what? I don't. And then I, and then I went to do a show that night at Joe's Pub called Rock Bottom that I was doing, and it was being received well. I mean, I wasn't really making much money doing it, but then I told the audience, like, when I sang the sort of last song of the show, and then, you know, because they've been with me for a long time, they like all got up on their yeah. feet. And, like, uh. You know, like a seven minute standing ovation. I mean, literally, uh. like seven minutes. Oh. And you brush your teeth for two minutes, so you know what seven minutes must feel like. That's Yeah, I'd be bleeding out of my nose and ears if I brushed for seven yeah. minutes. My, that is so beautiful, Bridget. What a yeah. great story. If you ever go to Cannes, I don't know, I'm sure you guys have been to Cannes. I can't even believe what I'm saying. If you, if you ever go to Cannes. But I had like a, a movie there. Um, Was it Patty there Cake? Patty Cakes, yeah. yeah. And then like you go there and you premiere, and if the, and if the audience likes the movie – they stand up and they just, they all, you're, 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 you know, we're like, I'm like the 17th row or whatever. And they like all just stand around you, just clapping and looking at you wow. for you know, sometimes 10, 20 minutes. It's wow. just the, so they were just like, <laughs> it was the wildest, wildest thing. But um, yeah, that was like the longest I've ever heard anybody applaud for anything. Cause you know, in, in the States, like we, we get our, we get out of, you know, good, what, 30, you know, two minutes. Yeah. And then we're like, let's the bar. We get the woo. Yeah, so woo. We get the woo in the States. Woo. And now you get, like, you, you have to, like, I feel like everything you go to, you have to give them a standing ovation. There's always one person that stands up. I'm like, well, if I don't fucking stand up, then I'm the asshole. There we go. Put my purse down because I'm holding my lap. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So, Whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Bridget. Stop talking. All right. We don't care. Take it. What are you talking about? We can't <laughs> care the most. The most. This is what bananas myself. is, by the way. It's these stories. It's like the news mm-hmm. is supposed to just spiral us into exactly what we're currently doing. doing. We're doing this stories. exactly right, Bridget. Um. Here we go. Oh, the reason I brought up the restaurant is because this guy, this the the subject of this story, almost turns a house into a restaurant. Okay. M. Jayco sent this in, but my buddy Skip uh, Jacob Jones sent this in, and so did Tony Saragossa. So many bananas sent this in. <laughs> Takes place in Santa Fe, which is a, a very charming, lovely town. We like Santa Fe. Oh yes. There's a, a place called Coyote Cafe and Rooftop Cantina where my parents and I drank many, many blue margaritas. So get yourself a blue margarita. With the has that place been around forever? I they... think so. 
Yeah, okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, maybe that's my new afternoon drink at bars. Maybe that's <laughs> that's the banana one. <laughs> what makes it blue? blue? Just a blue caracal? Yeah, curacao or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it caracal? Have I been saying caracal my whole life? I, believe I think it's curacao. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But ours, but the banana animal is made with curacao. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Santa Fe man breaks into home, takes a bath, eats shrimp, drinks a beer, and then leaves $200 for damages. What? Great story already. Great. All right. Great body. That is, heart- that is heartwarming. I like that. <laughs> this is written by the god of writing, Debbie Lord, for Cox oh. Media Group. Kurt, you love Cox Media Group. Are you kidding me? I literally, I have a, a ticker tape. I've said it before. I got ticker tape in every room. Just Cox Media. Whatever they're putting out, I'm taking in. Uh, whenever <laughs> Debbie, the god of writing, Lord, for Cox Media Group National Content Desk, puts out a story, Kurt calls me screaming <laughs> into a megaphone on speakerphone. Debbie Lord did it again. Did you see this? <laughs> A New Mexico man who allegedly broke into a home, took a bath, ate some shrimp, and drank a beer before being confronted by the homeowner has been arrested. The man, Terrell Christensen, 34, was arrested Sunday for breaking into a home after smashing a window to get in. When Christensen was confronted by the homeowner, he apologized, told him he just needed a warm place to hang out, and left the man $200 to repair the window, according to court documents. (laughs) Christensen told investigators he was, quote, caught in a blizzard, end quote, Sunday and was afraid he would freeze. Also, that's real. That's what? a real I'm not mad excuse. at it. I'm not um, mad at it. No. Police told him that he, oh, he also told police that he, quote, felt bad, end quote, uh, about breaking the window of the home and had left money for the owner. The homeowner said the man was, quote, extremely embarrassed and apologetic about the whole situation, the Albuquerque Journal reported. So, but not embarrassed enough to not take a bath. <laughs> you know I mean? He's embarrassed, but not enough to not take a bath, eat some shrimp, and drink a beer. Do you I, know I, what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I would also say the shrimp. I'd go along. Was it the only thing in the house, or did he look at everything and go, well, it's I'll been a while some since shrimp. I had some New Mexico shrimp. I'll just fall out of the sky. Oh, um, I love this story love so much. I'm going to take an inventory and just be like, ah, yeah, okay, the shrimp, yeah. I'm going to wash these down with. Well, it's an beer. emergency situation. <laughs> you have to understand, I have low blood sugar if I don't eat shrimp. <laughs> um, so I did a little further deep investigation. I went to BobVilla.com, which is great. We did. all remember Bob Villa. Yeah. Um, the typical window replacement cost is between $200 and $1,800 per window, depending. But oh, the national Jesus. average is one. 100 to 650 so with labor the overall window replacement can cost approximately 100 to 300 dollars so he kind of got it right he probably owed him more I like, like that, 250 i like that that's what you were wondering about when you heard this story <laughs> if it was an appropriate amount of money <laughs> As a, i waited tables for uh nine years total and i was thinking shrimp and a beer i'm like how much beer and shrimp did this guy consume for 200 dollars? i thought window replacement was like 100 150 bucks so i guess you know it kind of comes out in the wash nobody gets injured in this one yeah other than being terrified of finding a man in your home that's all that's all in your bathtub (laughs) bridget i know we've we've run out of our hour with you um but i just wanted to say is there anything else you want to plug in addition to somebody somewhere and also thank you for being on the show thank you so very much um you know i got i got nothing it's just uh, nice to uh see some people in a way in the kind of fashion where you don't actually have to leave the house and yes you know, it's to connect with a couple of human beings it's it's been wonderful it's nice to see you guys and uh thanks for having me along. oh that's wonderful and bridget we often will do well not often we sometimes do a special guest something called bananas after dark where we start drinking before we start recording and then we get a little saucier and a little looser as we go if you ever want to come back and just have some fun and drink some chardonnay or some tequila grapefruits and from the comfort of your own home and get a little wrecked with the banana boys we would gladly have you back anytime EAD bananas up your door right, well thank you very much come do hot tub soon ladies and gentlemen go watch somebody somewhere on mm-hmm. HBO Max right now bananas bananas
This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 